with the 16th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Washington Commanders select Emmanuel Forbes, defensive back, Mississippi State. Attention on deck. You're about to take command. Welcome to The Bunker with Andy Burroughs, Freddie Ham, and Andy Lockhart. Welcome, everybody, back to The Bunker. I am your host, Freddie Ham. And joining me is my co-host, Andy Lockhart. Unfortunately, we're not going to be joined this week by our Prime Minister of Washington Commanders Football, Mr. Andy Burroughs. He is otherwise engaged. But fear not, because we have an awesome guest for this post-draft episode. And that is our very, very good friend, Mr. Corey Sanchez, the Sanchez of the On the Warpath YouTube channel. What's up, Corey? The rent. You said it, the rent is too damn high. And me, kind of. It is too <laughs> damn high, isn't it? No, it's too damn early. <laughs> it's too damn early, yeah. No, we. Yeah. so we are recording this podcast, and a lot of our listeners probably don't know this. We have a tendency to record the pod at very odd hours and usually extremely early uh, here on the American side just because the Andes are five hours ahead so we are recording this at about 7 a.m on sunday morning so yeah if we sound a little hey don't blame me bro don't blame me i'm not blaming you this is your choice i'm not hey i'm i'm not blaming you man i'm i'm blaming <laughs> the position of the sun you know what it was when when we first started the show i should have took a harder line and said hey i understand that you guys are five hours ahead but i'm also five hours behind okay so i shouldn't always have him be trying to accommodate you motherfucker Speaking of being accommodating, uh, <laughs> the Washington front office staff, uh, general manager and head coach, uh, don't give a shit about accommodating uh, what the fans want. We're going to get into that very shortly. So listen, uh, the draft, I had a lot of fun as a lot of the uh, analysts and experts were saying that it was going to be a very, very unpredictable draft. It was going to be a draft that was different than than anyone that we've had in a really long time. And, and I honestly felt like the it really delivered on that promise. Yeah, it, it was quite unpredictable. And it was one of these drafts where so many teams just did not have a consensus on so many other players. And I'm trying to stress that as people are going into freakout mode over our picks. You know, every team's board is different. First off, we really got to get into this. The Christian Gonzalez-Emmanuel Forbes thing. First round, pick number 16, going Emmanuel Forbes over what a lot of people thought with Christian Gonzalez falling, that he was right there in our lap, that we were going to take Christian Gonzalez and then obviously not going that route. Uh, college production was sky high. I think he had 14 interceptions, and everyone's going to talk about his six pick sixes. But actually, no, no. Everybody just wants to talk about his 166-pound frame, which some teams don't seem to care. Obviously, our team doesn't care that's going to be a big talking point and then over the next two years i mean it's going to be the is it emmanuel forbes is it christian gonzalez if gonzalez is slightly better than forbes uh our fan base is absolutely going to continue to eviscerate the pick but i want to know and coming to you first andy what did you think of the forbes pick and were you thrown for a loop just like everybody else well i mean i am actually a big fan of forbes um because he is actually he does actually produce not just if you look at our kind of our defensive back team or players already got there at the moment, not, none of those guys are ball hooks. None of those guys take the ball away. None of those guys, they're all kind of just getting in the way, you know, like trying, trying to block that pass or, or, or tackle. And that's basically it. 
this guy actually is trying to take the ball away. He is kind of, he's a bit more aggressive. So I, I think we needed that. Gonzalez, on the other hand, isn't that kind of player either. He's more like what we've already got. He's got, he's like, he's like, he's like a St. Juice type of player. I mean, a bit, a bit more, a bit more kind of, you know, smooth hips and all the rest of it. Like, you know, he, he moves like he is, he is a, a Cadillac or a Rolls Royce, as we call it over here. Um, but was I upset? A little bit, I'm not going to lie. You know, being like Gonzalez was there, he is a blue chip player. Uh, you know, you, everyone was thinking he's going to go probably first five or six, or maybe to D- Detroit at six. And obviously, we we get we get Forbes. I mean, to be fair, I thought Forbes would probably be around the, the mid twenties, and that would be kind of the the best place to pick him. So I think we reached a little, but well, I can understand why we actually picked him. It's interesting you talk about the reach thing and uh, fans and us thinking, well, we could have just traded back and we could have got him later on. But there's a couple things I want to factor in here. For one, you need a dance partner if you're going to dance. Right. So there's got to be a team there that you can trade with. And then also, listen, if you have a, well, a few guys, if yeah, if you have a few guys in the first that you're thinking, hey, this is a guy that we would like to take. And especially if he's at the top of your board, then because all the tackles that were worth taking are gone. So you're going to put yourself in a position where you're going to trade back and you're not even going to get your third, fourth guy, whatever. And Forbes, with the exception of, of Devin Witherspoon, they probably didn't think Devin Witherspoon was going to be there either. So it's not out of the realm of possibility to say, hey, Forbes was probably at their top over any other position after the offensive tackles were all gone. Then you're going to trade back and then risk not getting him. And then you just got to, well, this is the best we can do kind of guy. So Pats did it perfectly, didn't he? Let's face it. I mean, they they went back about two or three spots, got an extra fourth, I think. And obviously, Gonzalez landed in their lap as well. They must have known that we were after Forbes that badly. And that's why they took that chance to, to drop back just behind us. Yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. And, you know, the conversation after Thursday it, it quickly became, what are we going to do in the secondary as far as slot corner, right? Are we going to move Kendall Fuller? Like, what's going to happen? Because Forbes is going to play on the outside. That is happening. So there's a big question mark there. And then, boom, second night, second round, we go Quan Martin. Is this Quan? Yes, sir. Quan, you're going to be a Washington commander. You ready to roll? Yes, sir. I'm ready. Hey, congratulations. All righty. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Quan. Bye now. And now people are wondering, hey, who's going to be the, the, the odd man out here? So that was an interesting pick. And then also going defensive back two rounds in a row. I don't know if necessarily that's something that Washington's ever done before, at least not that high. Corey, what do you think about going DB back-to-back, getting your boundary corner, and then thinking that we're getting our slot corner? I mean, it can play safety as well, but what's that secondary looking like now? Well, I think it's improved, and kind of start this with Emmanuel Forbes, right? You got a guy who's got a knack for the ball. Um, You know, he he can read the quarterback well, as we saw. Uh, against Will Levis and, and uh, against when they played against Kentucky last year at Grocery Field in uh, Lexington. And then uh, you look at um, Bob McCain's not here anymore, right? And they need somebody to kind of come in and fill that role. So that's why you get a Quan Martin. And I was a person who wanted Christian Gonzalez. But you know what? We look at, we as fans look at highlights. Nobody's looking at this and looking besides the the few that really go in there and look at tape and look at every play. It's kind of like watching draft day, right? We look at the highlights. Now, if you go and read beyond the tape, right, I, I was reading some articles about Christian Gonzalez after the draft. It's like, why did he slide, right? And, and I'm kind of, I, I was on the athletic and 
here was one of the quotes they said, you know, he's not an absolute savage and doesn't have that cornerback attitude, but the coaches at Oregon say he's a no-brainer and he's going to work hard. To me, that kind of says he doesn't have that dog in him. I didn't see that about Emmanuel Ford. They say he plays bigger than what he is. Is he going to have to put on weight? Yes, absolutely. He's going to have to put on weight. He's going to have to, uh, you know, and I am willing to donate 20 pounds to him. I'm I'm willing <laughs> to donate 20 of my own pounds. And then, you know, I said on my channel on Thursday night, I said, this dude has a, knack, uh, has a nose for the football. And if he had an even bigger nose, he'd be Jim Irsay at a powder party. We know that he can sniff <laughs> out the ball. What was the problem in Washington last year? We were in the bottom of the league in team interception. If Emmanuel Forbes, and I know this is a transit property, but if he was on our team last year, he would have been the top interceptor. We had nine. He had six. So right there, that's an improvement because you got a guy. If he even picks off the ball two times, we've improved. We've got to have a person in there who's got a knack for getting the football and taking away possessions. What was the problem that we saw last year, like in the games against the New York Giants and stuff? We couldn't get turnovers. That's big. You're going to need to get turnovers and get position, especially with a young quarterback. If you can't protect him, you need to give him a shorter field. Emmanuel Forbes brings that uh, to the table from whatever, I, I, and, and he's got that dog in him. He's got that X factor in him. And he played, to be honest, he played tougher competition. He was in a tougher conference than um, than uh, Christian Gonzalez. He was in Does the SEC. Stop? Yeah, yeah. He in which Coach, Coach Rivera said himself, it's a step below the NFL. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. I mean, if we get somebody in the SEC, now we're not getting anybody. If there's somebody in the SEC or the Big Ten and we're picking them over them, I'm going to be a little bit more comfortable. Now, if he was coming from Baptist Junior Bible College out there in Carolina, <laughs> I'd have a problem. But He's coming it, from Moorhead State. <laughs> well, pause. But, it, it, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, I think, I think the thing is you've got to think about as well is that mm. – People are going to go on the flip side. They're just going to be talking about, well, we could have had Gonzalez. And then in the second round, even though Quan Martin is, I think, is an excellent player. If they just trade up two spots, we could mm -hmm. have Brian Branch. So, so imagine having Gonzalez and Brian Branch as your two dudes at the back. <laughs> that, that defensive back uh, room would be unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? So, but I think I think we're still going to be very good. I just think uh, I think some uh, fans are just upset about it. At all, mm. Still, we always find stuff to complain about. That's the yeah. that's the thing. I mean, we could have uh, gotten the second coming of Daryl Green or something, and we would have we would have complained about it because he was five nine and um, a buck thirty something, right? So <laughs> that you know, we always want well, this human nature. We had to have something to always complain about and. You know, last year, I thought Jahan Dotson was a little bit of a reach. And look what he did. If he were, he doesn't get hurt in the first quarter of the season, he's probably a 1,000-yard receiver, maybe close to threatening double-digit touchdowns. So I think they know what they're doing. And then you look at the guys that we've drafted, maybe there's confidence in that room finally. And what we didn't draft, like a Chris Paul uh, from last year and Kalik Hudson back in 2020. Maybe they're starting to believe in these guys, and these guys can jump forward and, and uh, take us to the next level. Maybe they're finally believing in guys who are hungry 
We're having guys coming in there to uh, collect a check, and we know who those guys are. I like that you bring up the guys that are hungry, not not there to collect a check. And I, I went back and I, you know, I did a little bit of my couch GM research and I was looking through things. And look, I know this drives people crazy. It's probably the uh, second right behind here in position flex out of Ron, right? Which we did hear that in his presser, okay? But uh, when you talk about uh, high character guys, right? And there's a pick and everybody goes, oh, does he have military parents, right? <laughs> but all the guys... Not only are they high character guys, they're high motor guys and they're guys who are really into football. And I can't stress this enough. I say it, I say it all the time. Not all the players in the league are playing this game because they love this game. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you're just, you know, you're a good athlete and you do it because because you have the physical gifts, you're blessed to have that. Doesn't mean you love football. There's plenty of professional athletes. Excuse me, professional football players that are playing the game who don't love football, who don't necessarily, you know, care that much more than the next guy. Are, are we going to win? Are we going to do this? They care about, you know, what am I getting paid? What my paycheck is? And then they check out, right? All of these dudes that we got in this draft class really look like guys who are they're going to work hard, that they love the game, okay, and that they can take coaching well. They're quote unquote high character guys. And I know people bring up like, well, uh, what about Rodriguez, the you know the running back out of Kentucky? And the, you know why I'm not concerned about him? Because he's EB's guy. He's one of the guys that, that EB wanted, and EB's going to keep him in check. And not to mention Eric Bien, I mean, I think he knows a little something about running back. I think he played running back, right? So he's going to get that room straight. We got depth there. We got peace. And this is the other thing, too, as well, because everyone was going nuts. So we didn't take O-line. You don't want to reach for somebody that's going to be there later on. And like I said, all the top tackles are, were off the board. The tackle that I wanted went number 10 to the Bears. Yeah, that's what so I wanted, too. I get it. But also, we don't have their board. We haven't had these sit-down meetings talking to these kids. Finally, the Browns went ahead and took Jones, and I think it's the most Browns thing ever. I want my picks back, all of them, on all three years of this team's future back. We'll see how that works out for them. But it's interesting because we go DB, DB, and everybody's calling for for Ron and, and, and Martin's head. And then, boom, we get third round, fourth round, back-to-back offensive linemen. I know people are upset with, like, hey, we, we didn't necessarily get a tackle. But apparently, hey, listen, they, they brought in Andrew Wiley, right? We, we still have some options around there. If you believe everything that you hear from the coaching staff, we got position flex ever. So everyone can just play every position, right? I mean, Jerry's still out. Listen, I'm, I'm not real big on Charles Leno. You know, we'll see what happens there. But we've already had this issue with, uh, you know, we re-signed Rouillet to this contract extension, and he's, he hasn't been able to play. He's, he's been a very good center, but he hasn't been able to be on the field. You know, so I think that that's a big concern. And I honestly think uh, we might be in a position, and a lot of people have speculated this, where Rouillet is just, just going to be out. You know, so we got Stromberg, who can play center, who can also play guard. And then you've got Braden Daniels, who has played, I believe he's played, I think he's played all the positions across mm-hmm. across the offensive line. So, um, and a lot of people are saying, well, you know, he's, he's going to kick into guard. He's going to play left guard. But Ron was very intentional when he was uh, talking uh, in, in his press conference. He specifically went out of his way to talk about uh, Daniels at tackle. He basically said, look, we're going to try him at tackle first. And we're going to see, you know, what happens there. First four rounds, hey, we got, we got, we went DB, DB, and we went O line, O line. Okay. So if you're complaining, I don't know what to tell you. Right. And again, got to go by their board, not our board. Right. Traded up, which I didn't really think would happen with the way that this, this regime has gone, but traded up to get KJ Henry. And I think that's very telling 
you know, with all of the uncertainty we have at defensive end, it's contract year for Sweat. It's now a contract year for Young. I think that the injury from Young is a lot worse than what people want to believe it is. And I really think that there's a big concern, not just from a standpoint of, hey, is this production going to be the same, but from the standpoint as well as like, how is this thing going to hold up? Uh, and I understand not wanting to invest all that all that money there. Scouts, you know more about these injuries uh, than I do, and, you, and we've we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. So I mean, does the knee give you a lot of uh, you know a lot more concern than say the casual? Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. You know, this knee is uh, it wasn't just a standard ACL. You know, people are back in nine months and everything's good to go. You know, he blew he blew his patella tendon as well. And what you got to think about is is that when you normally replace an ACL. There's two ways of doing it via the grafts. So one of them is part of the hamstring that you take, part of the ten, one of the tendons of the hamstring, or it's it's the patella tendon. Okay, so if you've got like basically a blown up patella tendon, as well on top of an ACL, then you've got to go to the other knee. So he's had so as we know he has had surgery on his other knee to take some to take a part of that patella tendon to to replace. If that makes sense. Yeah, he's basically had to have his whole knee rebuilt. Do you know what I mean? So that's why it's taken so long to actually fix this guy's knee. You know, that's why it's taken 18 months, you know, to, to get to anywhere near. And 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 my concern is, is as you said, the longevity. How long is it going to hold up over the over the next two to three to four years? You know, I reckon, you know, he might be, being honest, he could be done in the next two to three years, as in his career is done by then. You know, so and I understand why we don't want to go. Oh, there's seventeen and a half mil. I'm taking this fifth year option just to say, well, just in case you know, you, you might you might you might turn out okay. It's 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 a very it's a very borderline gray area at the moment for Chase. Did anyone here see the video of? Uh, well, I'm, <laughs> everyone's seen the video. Uh, KJ Henry got selected, and then his dad kind of disappears. He comes back downstairs. He's got one of those. Uh, he's got the throwback. Uh, of- Throwback skins jersey. I think I think he's a Jeremiah Trotter. Yeah, I'm uh, like jersey. Yeah, I, I said really. I I was like 54. <laughs> I said I was like that's Trotter's first year in here, and I'm like, what are you? I, I'm like, you don't have anything else you couldn't find. Like you didn't have a Daryl Green jersey sitting around somewhere. <laughs> I got or, one in the closet. <laughs> yeah, Terry <laughs> Allen or Stephen Davis or or something. <laughs> I, I I mean. Well, Danny Danny Werfel and Shane Matthews were also quarterbacks uh, that back in that twenty oh two season. So you couldn't find something else. I would have just wore the hat down there instead of <laughs> it's because Jeremiah Trotter is more eagle than he is um, a, a Redskin. So I, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like pulling out the Deion Sanders skins jersey. Isn't exactly. It? <laughs> it, it's like it's like Rob Lowe when he was at the NFC Championship game a few years ago. And he wore uh, an NFL hat. <laughs> Just like, uh, tell me you're not paying attention without yeah. telling me you're paying attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, guys, so uh, wrapping up the the second day, uh, I think Commanders just went. I, I I just think they went best player available, like like most people do. And it's such a crapshoot when you get well, past when you get past the the fifth round. Uh, but yeah, I think I they mean, went. Sorry to interrupt. Basically, I'm just trying to be. You know, I've I was screaming about getting Andrew Voorhees. Um, on Twitter and stuff like that, and in the group chats that I'm in, Baltimore traded up to get him in the seventh, about four spots ahead of us, I think, in the, in the seventh round. I think the sixth rounder should have been picked on him. The guy, the guy's a second round talent. Do you know what I mean? He, he blew his ACL in the uh, 
in the combine, so he's going to be out for the season. But would that would that no? That, as you mentioned, crapshoot, I take a flyer in sixth and seventh rounders. What I mean, that one should have been an. A, a, I think I shouldn't have priority in the sixth more than that that running back Rodriguez. So that annoys me because second round upside in the sixth or seventh round if if you actually did it right. And I just think uh, you know we 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 missed a trick there big time. Well, I'm going to play a devil's advocate here, and I'm just and as as far as that's that's concerned, I'm going to say, well, um, Eric Bieniemy, assistant head coach, new offensive coordinator, who's going to have full autonomy over the offense, needed to have out of this draft one of quote unquote his guys or a guy that he wanted, <laughs> some someone that's going to you know some someone that's going to play for him at a position that he knows uh, better than any other position. So I really think that's what that came down to. I mean, the Chris Rodriguez pick, I don't want to say he's placating Eric Bieniemy, but I think it was a situation where it's like, hey, we got defense, defense, defense. We we got our offensive line. We're going to go get a, a toy for Eric Bieniemy. And you talk about the Voorhees thing, but listen, if if EB wanted wanted that guy, and you know Voorhees is not going to be around, around that much longer, but if, if EB wanted Chris Rodriguez and knowing that Chris Rodriguez wasn't, wasn't going to last, then, I mean, you know, you get, you got to make those decisions. And again, people are like, well, you can trade out, you can trade up, you can trade back. I mean, I, but again, we're not sitting there. We're not, we're not getting those calls. We're not getting those texts and it's going to be absolutely blown up all, especially on, on Facebook. I hate the Washington Facebook groups. It's, it's, it's insane. I don't know what, I don't know what these people are smoking, honestly, but um, I think, I, I think kind of may, maybe it's just a lot of trolls. They just say some outlandish, just ridiculous shit. And they really, really, really need to let the name thing go. Right, like what? just, just, just let it go. Drink your Bud Light, let it go. Um, hey, Freddie, but you know, even to double down with that, though, not only Facebook groups, but these other groups, the, even in the media. Remember that there were so many rumors that were going around uh, around our team. It, it was, oh, they're going to trade back so they can get Caleb Williams. And I sit down, I'm like, why would? a coach who pretty much is in his lame duck year, um, even though he's got another year after this year on his contract, but with the new ownership coming in, he's got to win now. He's not worried about tomorrow. He's worried about right now. Uh, I said, so that's cap. And then they talked about, well, Chase and Montez, one of those are going to get traded. I said, when has Ron ever, like, traded some guy of, value even though they're in the last year of the contract or even tried to do it he didn't do it with deron Payne. why would he do it these guys so i'm like that's cap also so sometimes you got to read in between the tea leaves and if you know ron rivera and you know his tendencies we know three we know two things he's not really going to trade anybody and he's not going to draft who you expect he's going to draft for for the masses so i, I think you know, people got to get over getting upset about that stuff and everything like that. And, uh, you know, like I said, sometimes the Facebook groups, uh, they're good for comedy. Absolutely. So this draft, it was by no means a sexy draft. Uh, people that are grading it out are grading it anywhere from an F to I see a lot of like B's for people who are giving us a little bit of credit. I hate draft grades. I think they're pointless. I think they're stupid. To me, I feel it's like you're giving the grade before anyone's taking the test, so to speak, right? I mean, you can't sit here and grade a draft until you get two, three, four years away from the class. 
Mm-hmm. And then finally, I mean, because honestly, I mean, th- and think about it. And I know this is a very simplified way of looking at it, but look, half of the players that we think are going to be really good ain't going to be good. There's going to be a whole bunch of players um, whose draft evaluations say, oh, they're going to be average backup, special teams, whatever, who will end up carving out roles for themselves on the team. There's always a handful of players from later rounds that end up being really, really good. Listen, the Cam Curl thing, it doesn't happen every year. But it happens here. I mean, listen, greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL probably went in the sixth round, okay? The 49ers thought that Giovanni Carmazzi was going to be a better quarterback than Tom Brady, all right? Giovanni Carmazzi does not own a television. He lives two hours north of San Francisco and describes himself as a yoga-exercising farmer. He has five goats. So just miss me with all that. And my big takeaway from all of this is like, look, they're going to do what they want to do. They're going to get their guys for better or worse, and it's going to happen. And yeah, listen, you know, if, if this is the final year for everybody, they're going to go down and doing it their way. And I sure as hell hope their way works. And I think it's more so the casual fans that are like, oh, yeah, new ownership should just come in and clean house. I'm like, why? We've been building this thing in the way that we should have been doing it for two decades, right? And it was like, well, we're just treading water and like this and that. No, 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 no. Now, I know a lot of this hinges on Sam Howell, but it always hinges on the quarterback. And I truly believe that they think that they have something there, you know, because if they didn't, then we would have gone and look, we could have drafted Hendon Hooker. We could have put a lot of assets there and tried to move up. We could have tried to draft Will Levis. He was there for us. Now, I think Will Levis is going to be a big ass fucking bust. Right. Yeah, and, same and, and he really needs to. Yeah. I mean, he's he's he, he's going to he's going to lose that girl like she ain't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. But, uh, lose th- your listen, girl. The, oh, yeah. The, the defense is going to be fucking ridiculous, even even more than it already is. If this draft has shown us anything else as well as that, look, they're all in on the how thing. Right. I know they're like, oh, it's going to be competition. This and that. Jacoby, look. Now, Jacoby Brissett is being brought in like he's going to be a veteran presence. The way he works, the way he prepares, he can manage some games for you, you know, which is how this team is being built. I mean, I don't really like that term, but that's what Jacob- Jacoby Brissett is, is there for how to lean on, right? And if Jacoby Brissett is starting week one, then shit ain't going to plan. Make no mistake about it, because that, that ain't the plan. The plan is Howell's going to start. You know, and he's got guys around him. Yeah, I guess maybe the the biggest thing that didn't come out of this draft was tight end, but I didn't really think that the tight end group was really, you know, all that worth. I mean, I feel like we kind of we overvalue tight end in earlier rounds now just because these. But you think about the great tight ends around the league; most of them weren't weren't drafted early. I mean, you think back to who was the greatest tight end that, that we've ever had in the Snyder era? I, mean, I think a lot of people would say Jordan Reed, but I actually would think that it's Chris Cooley. Cooley. Yeah, Cooley, Cooley went in what? Cooley went in the third, whatever, mm-hmm. and he wasn't like highly touted or anything like that. So we talk about draft grades like they matter. We talk about trying to get the players that we want, but we're not running the team. So I mean, what, I mean, know. wasn't George Kittle like a fifth rounder? Yeah. 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 So, you know. Yeah. These guys are quality and players. You, know you I mean? want you. It'll tell you. And I tweeted this yesterday. Everything that you need to know about the evaluators and how right on they are about players and all this. Go back and read the draft evaluation for Cam Curl. Just go read it. It'll be a great. Probably time. out too early. That that was probably one of the biggest things. One of the lines in his draft evaluation was about how. Uh, he got in trouble for going to some. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 17 after a loss, yep. Yeah, yeah. It's like, whatever, dude. Like, miss me with that noise. But Sanchez, mm-hmm. it's been awesome having you here on the show. Um, And just on a personal note, man, it's it's good to talk to you again. It's, it's, it's been a while. Real quick before we get out of here, can you tell our listeners, hey, where they can find you on, on YouTube? Listen, Corey's one of the best voices in the game doing it. He's the master of the one-liner, and he's a pretty handsome guy, too. And he runs a YouTube channel, so you can go look at his pretty face every week. He ain't lying. Corey, yeah, uh, let I've our listeners to... know what you're doing, what you're up to, where they can find you. Well, I've got a face for podcasting more than anything. And, uh, no, I appreciate you guys having me on here. Uh, and, uh, Andy, it's finally good to to actually – meet you um, yeah likewise both so. likewise man yeah yeah, yeah pleasure's mine pre- man pleasure's mine thank you sir and um you know freddie as always it's an honor to be on here with you and you know you can find me on all the warpath and uh, you can follow me on all social media platforms at sanchez four zero five um you know and i try to not take myself as literal as some folks on here it's about having fun because at the end of the day uh you know it's a game it's a game that we love it's a team that we love the draft to you draft people out here um this was an opportunity for us to go and buy some groceries and sometimes you get great value sometimes you get top of the line but it's your responsibility to cook with them so let's see how ron and company who are the chefs are going to cook and dice up your meals we need master chef not mcdonald's that'll uh that'll tell you everything you need to know uh, going forward with these guys Corey, again thank you so much it's been awesome having you here on the show hope to get you back on sometime soon and yes to all of our listeners if you haven't already uh check out his page check out it's on the warpath it's on youtube Corey's an awesome talking head he has some awesome guests great videos that he puts out every week so go check him out especially in season he does a live watch of the games and his his uh his live reactions and and they're super awesome uh scouse it's been so much fun doing this just you and me and uh, i think we should get together and do the same thing next week huh we can throw burrows in uh in the boot of a car or something like that right <laughs> sounds like a plan mate sounds like a plan i said that for you by the way i said boot i didn't say trump i know you did trump. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're learning um, you are learning i'm right right i'm getting there i just really got to work on the accent because uh burrow yeah. says i go australian rather than english but um, sometimes sometimes yeah, you but, do yeah, I'm not yeah but i want to i don't i don't want to go with with andy's uh london accent i want to go with yours real real quick can you say bollocks for me bollocks Thank you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean, bruv. No, no. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> okay, whatever I go. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us again this week here in the bunker. I have been your host, Freddie Ham, with my host Andy Lockhart. And until next week, guys, bunker down. Stay safe. Everybody here at the bunker, make sure that they like, subscribe, hit that bell icon so we get notifications of the new videos. I don't even have videos. This is a podcast. I'm talking about you. I just, I'm talking about everyone here has gone on on the warpath. Make sure they like, share, and subscribe and hit that bell icon. Bro, you say that every single show. (laughs) I do say, Freddie, it's seven in the morning. I don't know what's up and down right now. Lord. (laughs) Someone, someone get Corey some grits and orange juice. Man, I go straight to my thighs. <laughs> okay. All right. Enough messing around. All right. Let's see here. We're in episode episode 51.
and yeah, guys, just just relax, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this thing in first the whole time. We're just gonna cruise. Keep this between you and me, but I mean, you're you're the cooler, Andy. Well, everybody knows that, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs>